With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Logan's out there. It's going to take Morgan, Al, Alicia, and Strand a couple days to get to us, so we just keep moving until then. How's the reserves? About a thousand gals of unleaded is all that separates us from stumbling around like the skin bags. So we'll do another run. This isn't just about the gas. I know. Why won't you just stop and take a breath? This isn't the right place to do it. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. You can't see me. Hi, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 154. How about that? Hey, what happened to 153? Uh... You know, oh, well, we, we had did 153. 153. What happened to 154 last ha- week? No, actually, what happened to the discussion of episode 511 from Fear of the Walking Dead, yes. which we did not do because Scott went to Seattle and Kim and I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kim and I, yeah, we lamed out and didn't end up covering last week. It was so a we're, hard we're, week. <laughs> <laughs> we're tired. Whatever. Well, we have all kinds of excuses you, that we can put out there. You weren't but. terribly inspired by the episode either, nope. I take it. No, we weren't. Yeah. I, you know, there no, was in not fact, much motivation. I, actually, I, I think I was so inspired that I wanted to wait till you got back so we could discuss it, Scott. <laughs> well, in all honesty, I did watch it. I watched the last two episodes. That was one thing when I was out on the West Coast. I didn't have a TV. That's so I awesome. didn't watch anything for a week. But so when I came back. They don't, they don't get cable out there. Uh, they use uh, um, smoke signals. Yeah. yeah. That's right. how the ambulance comes. <laughs> so I I watched them both on Monday night, both episodes. And I can tell you, I don't remember much about the first one. Um, I know, uh, wh- who who was the guy on the motorcycle? Wes. 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 I liked Wes. Heath but, looked like. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, I liked Wes's character. I liked the fact that he was kind of a pain in the ass to deal with. No, I, I think my problem with that episode was the, the, the need for Wes to try and steer Morgan back to find this book that this guy stole. Yeah. And he takes off with the book, and he's lying about his brother to get him back there. And, here, right. you know, he's, he's right. gaining their trust to do all this, and it seems like a pretty major uh, ordeal that he's putting him through. And then towards the end of the episode, he... He has two opportunities to kill the guy, right? He, he shoots right. the guy in at the place where he finds him. The guy gets right. away. Right. And then he captures him again and then kills him again. And yet, during the episode, he's talking about how he's never killed anybody. Right. And it seems like it's a hard thing for him, like a hard um, thing for him to get over to try and do, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And yet, he kills this guy and then doesn't end up taking the book. I mean, I can I can understand him not taking the book after he's kind of 
creating this traumatic situation where he kills the guy and then realizes the guy died for the book. But it just seemed it was just really weird and kind of convoluted that the the guy, you know, like you know, is going through this whole thing and, and kills him and, and doesn't even take the book in the end. Anyways, but I you know, I I I kind of found I kind of found the ending of that with discovering what the book was and so forth very interesting. Well, yes, but that's very contrary to what he's talking about during the episode, too. Well, no, no. And maybe but, he's going through that transition. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's, he, 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 you know, we find out throughout the story that this guy was, you know, really admired his brother and, and loved his brother. And we find out in the end that the book was about his brother. And, you know, and that's why he was always saying, well, we've got to go back and get my brother, because for him, in his head, his brother is super important. And that book writing toward, you know, about his brother was super important to him. And also the fact that, you know, when I think when he first shot the guy, I don't I don't think he had anybody around like Alicia, who was kind of in his ear going, you're going to really regret it. You're going to regret it, you know, like that. So within, when he found out that the guy didn't actually die. Remember, he thought he was a walker and then finds out he didn't die. Mm-hmm. He, I think he was incredibly relieved. And then the dude attacked him, and he ended up having to kill him. And I think it just devastated him. And I think that's why he was just <laughs> like, you know, it's not worth it. This was ridiculous, and that's why he just kind of walks off. I'm glad you got all that out of that episode. Okay. Because I got nothing. <laughs> anyway, I just I know, was, I understand. I thought it was kind of touching, to tell you the truth. I did. Uh, I, I definitely did not get a touching thing out of it I didn't at either. All. I got frustration out of it. Mm-hmm. Lots of frustration. I understand where you're coming from, and I understand the uh, route they're trying to take the storyline on that mm-hmm. one. Right. But um, it just, there was so much contradictory stuff going on there. Sure, and, but, I mean, but he was even riding his brother's motorcycle, you know. Yeah, it's like his whole life was dedicated to his brother at that point. Okay, you're not you're not selling me on it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so let's move on. What are you guys drinking tonight? All right, we are drinking a super yummy beer that is so good. I think this is like our second or third six pack that we've purchased this tonight. week. Tonight, not tonight. <laughs> No, this is a, a new one from Monday Night Brewing called Silk Screen India Pale Ale, mm. and it is it's extremely fabulous. good. It is so yeah fabulous. It's like the they have uh, and it, again uh, Monday Night is from Atlanta. They have right. a pretty decent sized brewery here. They do a really good job. Yeah, they um, do excellent work. Yeah, and, um, and, and they probably carry it up in North Carolina too. I'm sure. No. you guys don't get it up there. Oh, oh. no, we don't oh, get I'm Monday sorry. Night. Ah, no. That's because we're drinking it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You guys aren't letting it out of town. This is has a it has a lot more flavor. Yeah. Um, a little a little fruity, a little malty, but um, a lot more flavor than the all y'all, which I really like. Yep. But it's yeah. still a lighter beer too, so it's like five three. Um, but it's it's really really good. They it's one of stuff. my favorites. And and they that is still the brewery that has the best named beer. Yeah. Yeah. Monday night. Right. Because no the. The, uh, what is it? Uh, Han Solo? Han Brother? No, 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 no. Fu Manchu? No, what is it? Slap Fight? <laughs> oh, no, Slap, Slap Fight. Yeah, Slap Fight. Yeah, I yep. still love Slap Fight. That's a good one, the too. Kilt Lifter? <laughs> Kilt Lifter. That wasn't a very good beer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What are no. you drinking? I am drinking one I brought back with me from uh, Sequami Pass. 
Snoqualmie Pass. Snoqualmie, Snoqualmie Pass, Washington. Yeah, it's a it's a tiny little brewery that's up at the top of this place for like the skiers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's called uh, Pacific Crest Brewery. And uh, this is called the Pacific Crest Pale. From <laughs> oh, excuse me, it's Drew Brew Brewery. I'm sorry. Okay. Drew, Drew Brew Brewery, and this is... Uh, How many of you have had of those tonight? I've not had enough. <laughs> I would be able to talk about it easier. But it's a Pacific Crest Pale. Um, it's a really, really good pale ale. Um, very smooth. I really like it. I wish I could have brought back more. Yeah, is, is, we too. Is the Snoqualmie Pass, is that up on the ridge line? Yeah, tr- it's a, it's getting up there. Right. I mean, it was that, that wasn't... I'm trying to think. That wasn't like one of the uh, Gold Rush... Uh, trails was it? I think it was. Okay. Crest Trail go right through it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And matter of fact, the beer is de- dedicated to the uh, Pacific Crest Trail. Cool. They have a nice. map of it on you, on the can. And are you gonna save one for us? I only brought one. Son of a uh, bitch! You better get a dropper out. Yeah. That's it. Um, that's it. All right. Thimble. Okay. Podcast I poured, over. I poured some in the can okay. over here. And give some Thank to you. the dead at least. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I, I, you know, it's kind of tough to get stuff back from the West Coast on a plane nowadays. I know, I know. Thank you, thank you, nine eleven terrorist. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, legalizing pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna cover Fear of the Walking Dead season five, episode twelve. I am not gonna say this right. Ner Tamid. What? Ner Tamid. Ner Tamid. Ner Tamid. I'm just going to let you guys go with nah. it. Because you're both wrong. Tam- Nair to Mead. Nair to Mead. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we should have yeah, had David Valentin, one of our loyal listeners. Yes. Actually, do a pronunciation for us because we're going to just screw that one all the way up. Shalom, David. Yeah, he actually did uh, give us a write-in about a lot of um, yes. actually pretty Im- important information about uh, what was going mm-hmm. on. And we'll get uh, to that later on. Yes. But... What did you think of the episode? This one I actually liked. It was still a little bit slow, Mm -hmm. but I really like the guy who plays the rabbi. He was a very interesting character. I'm not quite sure what the whole Charlie thing, that was a bit irritating, but the rabbi was great. And I liked his entire story. He's a good actor and um, personable. Like, I mean, he was was kind of fun to watch. He was. I I have to say, um, I know David said he was excited about um, them, them bringing the rabbi in. To me, it felt like it was a little forced, like, you know what? We haven't had a rabbi yet. Yeah. I mean, I had, <laughs> right. I had a little bit of that feeling, Stu. Yeah, it wasn't, but, it wasn't much. It but wasn't the guy much. did such a good job. I mean, it he was, was good. Don't get me he wrong. It was a stereotypical rabbi. And I liked I mean, the he twist. Fit already this, he fit the stereotype all the way through. Yes. But the guy pulled it off well. Yeah. And he was an incredibly likable guy. I was a little worried when they had the scene where he was talking about having to go fix the fence. And he told, you know, Charlie's like, I'll help you out. And she was and he was like, no, no, just wait inside. Make yourself at home. And he was closing the door. And I was thinking, oh, man, this guy's got some secret, nasty, bad guy thing about him. And I was kind of disappointed. But, you know, it didn't turn out that way. It was just, you know, it was his congregation. Yeah, but uh, I, I like that twist. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and exactly. that wasn't. I did not see it coming at all on that one. I mean, yes, there were hints at it towards the end of the episode, but yeah, like I, from the start, I didn't. I didn't think he was going that way. Well, at I all. figured it no. was the congregation when they showed the the place with them locked up, and he was making sure the locks were holding. 
So, so I did figure it was the congregation, but I didn't figure anything out about how that came about. Well, you know, and his story was really good. It's the same old storyline that we've seen mm-hmm. so many times, even with um, Father Gabriel. Father Gabriel, yeah, yeah, um, the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah question, with, with his congregation. All, right. Although his fa- Father Gabriel's was different in the fact that he locked everyone out of the church and they died. Yes. Whereas this, this guy went away on his own kind of pilgrimage trying to find something different because he was losing his faith and they ended up dying by the, before he got home. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, he's got a little bit more of a moral standard than, than Father Gabriel had. It's also right. like the Green family farm where all the zombies were locked in the barn. And Herschel wanted to keep all of them oh. there in one place because, and it was his dirty little secret. Yeah, but you know, but because you know, he they were family members. Yeah, but that's he didn't lock true. them in there. He didn't lock them in there though. They, he found them that way and brought so, them in. They were his like little congregation. No, no, no. They they were already locked up in that building when he got there. Yeah, that's they what he locked said. themselves up. I, I know that. I'm talking about the fact that we still have a dirty little secret of walkers locked oh, up sure. in a building. And that people will not kill simply because they have some sort of attachment to them. Exactly. Right. Well, this, the one thing I couldn't quite grasp is he would kill them, but he wouldn't use the gun on them. And I'm not sure why. They're not supposed to use firearms, right? Is that what I'm understanding? Uh, he did. No, he ended up. He shot. He he used the firearms. No. Well, he did one time because he had to, I think. Because the other ones he was dealing with, I think, were outside walkers. But he didn't want to deal with it with the uh, his congregation. I don't know. He said something on the roof. You know, when when uh, Charlie asked him yeah, how he many bullets he do you had, I can't I can't use this to kill or I can't shoot them. And I didn't quite understand where that was coming from. But I didn't because get hung he up did on it. he did kill the one that escaped. Yes. And and mm-hmm. he how did he he stabbed that one right? Yes. He did. Yeah. You're right. He He's did shoot one. He did shoot one, and he he looked really upset that he had done it. Did Is there he, something whoa, wait, about wait, wait, using wait, wait, wait. a mechanical device, though, to kill somebody? I, heck if I know. But um, I don't know. <laughs> that would have been a problem in World War II. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and a moral dilemma. True. And World War I, I'm sure. Um, yes. But, but um, I, did he actually kill, did he actually shoot one of his congregation, though? That is yeah. a good question. He did? Yeah. He did. I know he point. shot some at the fence, but I don't. He, there but was I don't know one if he shot that, one of the there congregation. There was one that came to the door that he did shoot, and mm-hmm. he and you saw him stand there and just stare down at it. Oh, it was actually it was right after it was right after he told Charlie to go back inside, make herself mm. at home. He closed the door behind him, and then he stopped and looked down at that one, and you could tell he was really upset he had to do that. Mm. Okay. All right. But uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I found him to be a really, really interesting character. Yeah. And I, I actually was, I did find it, even though, um, again, kind of going back to the contradiction stuff, you know, he's going through his paces, uh, but that's because he's just looking to some, for something to cling on to uh, from, from life. He's using, yeah. he's you know, using the, even, he's using the ritual as a grasp on his reality. Yeah. Cause right. when, cause I mean, he's trying to explain to Charlie. This really isn't that important, but it's important to me. Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, exactly. you go away because you need to be with your people. This is just my thing that I'm holding on to. Mm-hmm. Right. But for him to hold on to it so tightly that he doesn't want to leave with Charlie, like, mm-hmm. 
Does he feel like if he loses that ritual part, even though he has no more faith in God, he's losing himself or is he lose, he's losing a part of himself by moving on to other groups of people? Well, I think he's subsisting on guilt. I mean, I think he's there as his penance for mm. for losing his faith, going away, and letting this tragedy befall these people. He, he, I think that's the only thing holding him there. I don't think it's even it's not even faith at all that's holding it there. It's just it's just feeling like you know what I made my bed. I've got to live here. I've got to I've got to sustain this and. The way he does that is by performing a ritual that they liked. You know, it was a ritual that they found comfort in. So, so you think he's doing, doing it, it more for them than himself, even um, though they have no idea that he's even doing this? I think he's, no, I think because that would say he has faith in it. I think it's more he is doing it for himself, but he's doing it out of a, a tribute to them yeah. as okay. something that was very important to them. Okay. That's a even positive way to look at it, Scott. I, that's how I took it. I thought the guy was, was you know, he was tragic and sad, but he was also, you know, a very positive guy in some respects. Wow, I think this I mean, vacation has done a lot for you. Sorry. No, I'll don't be, be sorry. I'll be angrier next week. Don't worry. <laughs> you're just extremely, you're extremely I, positive all of a sudden. It's like, wow. I, was, I had a relaxing vacation. <laughs> <laughs> give him a Dale. week of work and he'll be give back to his angry old man it is kind of shocking it's like wow it's refreshing okay. well that's because I'm focusing on the part of the show I uh, liked okay so now here oh, he goes oh, okay, get good. ready All right. Okay. <laughs> now for what uh, the listeners really want yeah I mean I I, I had to delve this, will be, this is my uh, I, I think this was my miss of the episode but I'm going to delve into it anyway oh, you, you don't have to say it's your miss yet no, but I mean it. It, it will come up later. But okay. uh, uh, June, oh, June me too. was annoying as shit oh, in this episode. Totally. Uh, can agree. I just? Uh, okay, I, I liked the part where they're circling around and they had that aerial mm-hmm. of them in the circle. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That was a cool visual. I agree. Um, what? what? Why the fuck are they running from Logan the entire time? I uh, why, no like idea. I don't. I don't understand. And and if Morgan does show up and find them, even though. Mm-hmm. They have no contact with him, and yet he's going to find them before Logan finds them. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell is Morgan going to do? Well, not only that, what the hell is Logan going to do? Logan doesn't do anything. They're all staying around with rifles, but they don't do anything. Well, that was, yeah, last episode, that was the thing we didn't talk about, is that Logan blocks them on the road, but then right. he's like, yeah, my car's, my truck's broken down. Semi yeah. is broken down. But um, sure, go look for another route. Right, yeah, he lets them go. <laughs> but I mean, it's but, like they're not doing anything. Logan's people. I mean, and but I so don't why think moving they... around is keeping you from, or is keeping them from discovering where your oil plant is. Well, I think the the thing that that bothered me was that interaction between um, between June and Dory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, where he was kind of subservient to her, and yeah. she was the one that was saying, um, "We're just doing this," and he was like, oh, "Okay." I'm not buying No, it wasn't the fact that it was a woman that was in charge. Don't get me wrong. I know what it is. What you're saying, Stu, is I don't buy her as the leader. Well, I'm trying to figure out why is she all of a sudden the one that's in charge? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't buy her as the leader at all. And what is the actual explanation for why they're just running all night long and then setting up and and protecting themselves all day long? I don't understand. And then yet they're still having to make runs back to get more gas. 
so that they can keep, keep doing this. What the, so I they mean, keep what going back then? to where the gas is. So all they have to do is follow them back. Exactly. So. And and why don't they just stay where the freaking gas is if they don't know where that is? I agree. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just so <laughs> I mean, stupid. I, I mean, just they they go through a tunnel to find the gas. Bring all the trucks and shit back there, and Logan doesn't know where it is. Like that's your place. I know. I that's that's ah. my problem with the entire series right now is <laughs> we don't seem to have an end game. Why are we running? What are we I mean, running from, or what are we running to? Why not fill up that huge ass tanker, drive it to Logan, and leave it? Yeah. Just right. give There's, him that huge-ass tanker yeah, gas. There, Don't get me wrong. It. He may not be satisfied for a while, but he'll be satisfied for a while. But what is he using it for, even? Like, what is, what's his deal? Okay, that, well, what's that, he doing? Again, that's the thing that he said was in, in the previous episode. He said he had his bigger plan. Which is? Which, we don't know yet. We don't know yet, and I'm sure we're going to be revealed what that bigger plan is. Which was very is, weird, because it was, it was supposed to, he was saying it's beneficial for, for people, but you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. I, I don't know. I, I, I it, just it, it think sounds like yeah. It sounds silly. actually like a poor premise. I mean, <laughs> whatever our, it ends up actually being, I have a feeling it's not going to be very exciting. Our group, yes. their goal. <laughs> it's gonna be throwing nukes at hurricanes or something. <laughs> our group, be their goal at is to go out and help people. Right. Oh, so the they are. <laughs> dispersing into the world, into the countryside of Texas to help people. But they're doing it as a big caravan, yeah, but which not- makes no sense. Why are you bringing all those people and all those vehicles to do something like that when you could establish a home base, which well, they, they refuse to do? Base. They have people at the, at the, the uh, tanker farm. I mean, I know this. So why are they out there? I mean, don't get me wrong. I get you sending Take out people farm. to do stuff, but but I mean, they need to send like you, one car, uh, a small car, not a semi, to go and do that. Stuff. Safety in numbers, man. No, well, the that's safety in numbers stupidity. around your asset. You keep the safety in numbers around your asset, and you know what? That's what proved to be wrong here. Is they didn't. They didn't yeah. keep their numbers yeah, with the no asset. One's there. Right, and they got burned. Yep. Well, not only did he find the tanker, I mean, the uh, the fuel fields, but he also found all of Al's videotapes. Right. And he got a cool quarry. Come on. Everybody yeah. wants a quarry. Yeah. Sorry. They're fun um, to swim in. Last mm-hmm. one we had was in uh, you can, the walking You can trap right? a lot of walkers yeah. in quarries. Yeah. You can. Mm-hmm. I've done a race in a quarry. You can put walkers in there and you can use semis. To keep them to in block there. them, but then they slide through the edges of the semi yeah, and rip their skins off. But then they're no useless, so really doesn't matter. They're no useless. No that useless. Is useless. <laughs> that is useless. <laughs> Move them on. Nepa useless. That is so useless. Hey, you know what? You know, thinking about it now that I, I'm laughing at get at that old scene, which was actually a pretty cool scene. But nonetheless, uh, the walkers never went under the semis right to get out right they're not good in in limbo but in this one they're going through a doggy door in in the side of this (laughs) building they've got them in good point uh, but do they have to fall first they're not intentionally going through that they probably fell on the ground yeah we've had a series of times where they no one none of the walkers ever fell in front of one of the trucks that they were banging up against i mean i hear you 
Anyway, that's 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 going way back. Daniel hiding underneath the, the truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strand oh, well, that was, oh blending up everybody was, with the airplane. My God, that was one of the dumbest stamp scenes the, sh- the show has <laughs> ever, ever had. <laughs> wow. That was Fonzie jumping the shark. Good uh. job, Strand. So I wanted to talk about Dwight a little bit. Yes. The scene with Dwight and Sarah on top of the truck. And they're drinking. Oh, that was fun. Having a good mm-hmm. time. Yeah. yeah. He's like, this is good. And she's like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> that scene actually reminded us, reminded me of us. Hmm. Oh, okay. We're like, we're trying to be nice to each other. And we're like, really? I like that she's like, calling him baby. Tell us what you really think. I like she was calling him baby face the whole time. I know. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. I know. Ever yeah. since he got his hair cut, he's well, just I mean, so sweet looking. But you, but you know what? That's exactly you're exactly right because we call bullshit on that stuff all the time. Right. When we're hanging out. Like, right. Oh, for God's sake, give me a break. Exactly. You know that's bullshit. Yeah. This so stuff if, tastes like crap. You know. It that. felt like real, real uh-huh. life. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. Kim, I can't tell you your cooking's good anymore. I'm sorry. Well, that's good because I don't cook. So nice. Not anymore. Nice. Sarah's. I mean, for all her ridiculousness, mm-hmm. I um, love her. She's great. She's mm-hmm. she's got good lines. Oh, like, what was the other one? Was the uh, we're as tight as a fireman's sphincter on the Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I I she's do a have good to admit, girl. I'm a little tired of the sayings. They're they're doing it too much. They're taking away the the. But that's her the thing. The impact that they give. That's her I know that. But, but I, you know I what? agree, you know but what? you know what? Again, you know what? That is jumping the shark. That is Why where is every... Why is that jumping the shark? Listen to me, Kim. Listen. <laughs> oh, it's like uh, Abraham Listen. used to do that Kim, shit all the time that, where it was just it was ridiculous. No, I'm not, I'm not going to hold on. Happy Days jumped the shark when every character had to have a stick. Every character had to have a gimmick. Every time they went in See, somewhere, they had to say something. explain what jump the shark means ha- again. Happy Days jumped the shark when they physically fucking jumped the shark. They actually jumped the shark. I know, but the show had already gone that way. Yeah, the show yeah, was actually, already going that way. Physically, Fonzie jumped a shark with a leather jacket on. Yes, he did. So, my point is is that when you, when you make a character that does their same gimmick every time they talk, then it takes away the relevance of it. It takes away the interest in it. It's overkill. It's overkill. Uh, overkill, yes, I see that. It's way overkill. She's got great sayings. Let her have just a saying here or there that's a hilariously funny. You do too many of them, and they're not so funny anymore. Uh, you know what? I don't think it bothered me that much this time. It bothered me. Okay. I think last episode she bothered me, and the one before that. This one I was okay with. And I don't... Well, you know why maybe you were okay with it? I, I bet you any money I know why you were okay with it. Why? In the previous episodes when she's done it, that's been her only line yes, for the episode. Yes, exactly. She You're had right. a lot more lines in this episode. You're right. So You're agreed. right. Agreed. It blended in a little You're bit right. better. So that was her sh- total shtick. Mm-hmm. Right. They were, they were revolving her character completely around that idea. Right. And this time there was a lot more substance to the character, which... Yes. And I agree with you. I, I, I thought the... Um, I mean, those were, you know, my hits. One of my hits was was uh, Dwight and her mm-hmm. and Sarah. I thought their scenes were great. Even even when those little sayings got on my nerves a little bit, uh, I really, you know, I'm really liking Dwight's character a lot. Yeah. Well, especially when he came in and he was like, yeah, we can't move. Right. Like, the count is off. Like, it was like this sensible right. thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, 
you know, no, <laughs> we're, we're not doing yeah. that. Or when he talks to Dorian at the end, you know, Dorian's like, oh, they ran off. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about that. You know, he said yeah. they're, they they usually plan better. He says, I don't see them just running off, you know, wasting all this gas. Yeah, like all of a sudden he's the sensible one. How did that happen? Well, it's ne- he has never not been sensible. He's just yeah. been always under somebody's thumb. Well, that's true. You know, in the, but that's the, why, series, right, but, but that's why Negan relied on him. It's yeah. because he was the sensible guy. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was more the even-keeled guy. And like you said, you know, Negan had him under his under his thumb. Now he's a little bit more his own man and, uh, you know, discovering himself a little bit better. I liked his talking about the fact that uh, the, the discussion he had with Sarah about... Um, you know, she was talking about she was on the road all the time with, uh, oh, what's his name? Her buddy, brother. Wen- uh, Wendell. 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 Yeah. You know, and he was like, yeah, it's, you know, but at least you had somebody and stuff like that. And she's talking about, you know, how long were you by yourself? You know, I, I liked listening to him talk about the fact that he, you know, he kind of lost himself out there. He lost time. He, you know, he almost lost himself completely. <clears throat> you know why I liked that interaction, too? It's not like when Al is interviewing people, which seems to be what we get a lot of lately, where it just seems like a forced conversation. Like, she's not really interested in what you have to say, except for the story part of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Sarah seemed like she was genuinely interested to know, like, how did you manage to to survive? She's developing feelings for him. Yeah, like a friendship. Right. Maybe more. Maybe more. Maybe more. There were some lingering looks, but yeah, but didn't Sarah? you expect Char? Didn't you expect Charlie at some point to whip out a camera and start interviewing the the ra- the rabbi? <laughs> Sorry, yes, I digress. Yes. Anyway, no, but Sarah and Dwight right now feel like the only genuine people. Even John mm-hmm. is starting to get a little cliche for me. Yeah, he, yeah, and he's getting pulled that way because of June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he's just kind of following her lead. On even, though I, even though I did kind of like his scene with the rabbi, though. I did think that was kind of funny. That's Which true. one? Yeah. The one where he gives the rabbi the candy. Yes. And the rabbi mm. gives him yeah, the They hat. sat down and they were talking. And then, and, then they had, and then they had nothing to say. <laughs> That's what yeah. I thought was hilarious. They end up sitting down and then just sitting there. <laughs> but it was kind of cool. They were just kind of trading stuff like, yeah. hey, I got something for you. Oh, I got something for you. Yeah. And he puts, yeah, he puts the yarmulke on, and then he puts his cowboy hat on. Yeah, top. and then the and the rabbi gives him the thumbs up, like, yeah, okay, that's a good <laughs> <Yeah>. look. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was cute. Yeah, but see, again, that seemed like a genuine thing because that rabbi character mm-hmm. seems like a real person. Like, right, that interaction where. You're on a TV show, but you're just going to sit here and just not say anything. Like, that's awesome to me because well, well, not only that, that's it, real it life. It shows you that he recognizes that John Dorian's a good person, but he doesn't know necessarily how to deal with him. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. He doesn't deal with the Cowboys, <laughs> evidently, very much. So, and, you know. And he's also very believable in the fact that he's, you know, he, he said he went out on his own to kind of explore stuff. Yeah. But uh, he's been relatively secluded to the synagogue the entire time. Right. You know, kind of doing his his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the thing with Wes, that was the other thing that kind of bothered me, is that this, he seems very inexperienced for what's going on in the world. Yeah. Even though he's out, like, exploring. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I wasn't quite... Yeah, with Wes, I wasn't quite sure how I felt about that part of it. 
because one minute you would think that he seems that way, especially since, you know, when he starts talking about the fact that he's never killed anybody. But then at the, the next moment, he seems pretty street smart and, and seems like a kind of guy that's a good survivalist. So I didn't know where, you know, in that respect, I didn't know where to take Wes. Well, he, but he had obviously been out like painting. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he'd been out and right. about doing all that stuff. Oh, I forgot about stuff. that. I thought yeah. that was brilliant that he was the painter. Yeah, he was the painter, but. Brilliant. I, I don't know about that. Oh, I Why is that. that brilliant? I just thought it was because it showed such a different dimension of him. This was a guy that seemed like he didn't give a shit about anybody. He was totally on his own. He was not going to team up with anybody or do anything like that. But yet he was doing something that was uh, took real emotion and heartfelt mm-hmm. and so forth, of painting those trees and so forth, and writing the book and so forth, that it showed such a deep dimension to the character that you would not have expected from that guy. But that's the thing I was having a hard time trying to... like Acclimate? Fi- yeah, try to figure out was like, okay, the entire episode we're dealing with him, I mean, did he just flip? Because mm-hmm. the whole episode, he's talking about how, well, that's not how people do that and stuff. Like, he was, like, just on that cusp of, okay, people kill each other nowadays. Right. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be dealt with. Like, he, like, something had just happened to him. Yeah, but, but don't you feel... But nothing had actually just happened to him that we know of, right? Because his brother had died way back, right. a long time right. ago. Beginning. And yet he was going around painting all these trees. Right, but you know, Stu, I think for me, where I where I see it is that what he was saying to them is what he shows to everybody. Okay, that, you know, he shows the typical survivalist that we've seen in this where, you know, everybody has a pessimistic view on things, you know, everybody's going to, no one's going to do you right, that kind of thing. But there was this other side of him that he didn't share with people that where he was going out and doing things and trying to, you know, he was reaching out in his own way. And, and and he had a very creative nature, which you would not have expected from that character. So I, I'm intrigued by the character. I want to see more of the character because that character has some real depth that I would love to find out more about. So, uh, Do you think we'll see that character again? That's what I was going to ask. Is he, is I do he, think so. I yeah. do think so. What happened to him at the end of that episode? I'm trying to remember. I think he flipped out. He he walked away. That's pretty yeah, much it. Yeah, he just left. It. Okay. Right. And then you find out that when Alicia looks in the back of the motorcycle, that's where all the pain was. Right. But he's gone. He's just yeah, gone. Yes, so and remember, remember, he walks up to one of the trees and he starts crying. Right, right. And then At Alicia's... The that's the last scene we saw of him. And then Alicia's painting the other tree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With... With a dove. Her mom saying, wasn't it? Wasn't I that, guess. Wasn't that the, the same yeah, from Yeah, I think Madison? you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think, think I was right. asleep I during all that. I didn't catch that part. Um... <laughs> But I know. I mean, I thought he was no a one's, great character. No one's gone until they're gone, or something like that. Yeah, right, right, right. right, right. Oh no, 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 that was Morgan saying. I thought, or maybe Morgan said it because because Madison had said it. But Alicia, Alicia's following Morgan's route now. Mm-hmm. Like totally. In yes. she's even picking she up kill the stick. Anybody. And, and I'm sorry for everybody's listening to it. I jumped back to the other episode with Wes and stuff, but I thought it was important. <laughs> I actually, no, I, I'm glad you did because the more I talk about it, the more I like Wes and I want to see more of Wes. And I know I did. I actually enjoyed his character, but I was, I was trying to figure out, is this just like a one trick pony, like one episode thing and this guy disappears? It can't be that, right? I, I, I mean, hope not. I yeah, hope not. That, that would be, be, that would that be, would be that disappointing. Because be he's much more interesting than Logan and his group, I'll tell you mm-hmm. that much. Without a doubt. 
totally agree. And, and and I think part of the reason why we liked this episode is because we weren't just listening to Mo- Morgan bemoan his existence and, and so forth. We were actually yes, listening thank to God. a new character coming in who we liked. Mm-hmm. Um, the, He's a uh, good actor. This, right. And the good and the the interaction between some other characters that they've not been featuring other than his gimmick side characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'm really happy to not have to, you know, we did have to sit through June drone droning on and, and before we had to listen to Alicia droning on about her weirdness. To me, those are, are not the good points of the show. The other hmm. stuff that's going on is better. Well, I mean, when you talk about June, you got to talk about Charlie in this episode mm-hmm. and, Charlie is just this little child who is trying to fit in and have a family and wants a place to call her own and and to put down roots. Sure. And June, I felt like, was just so, like, heartless, maybe? Yeah. Maybe well, heartless is a little too harsh, but... Well, is that why Dory's saying, like, you don't have to keep running away from it? Like, I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. If she's taking the whole group because she's just trying to run away from all problems, because that's kind of what she did before. Is is that what I'm getting out of it? Is I that think what... that's part of it. I think it's part of it. I think it's yeah. also she doesn't need to drive them so hard. Because it's she's, just... yeah, well, and then she snaps back at him. She's like, this is not the right place. Well, because mm-hmm. remember when, when June's daughter died, it was mm-hmm. because they had settled in one place. Right. And the reason that she ran so much after she died was because she kept saying, you can't, you're never going to find that place where you can settle down forever. Okay, so you got this fight, like you said, between Charlie and what Charlie's want and what June's yeah. I- ideas are. Yeah. Right. And I think what? she, I mean, she obviously sees Charlie as a daughter figure. You think you got to get those two together to talk. Yeah, but... Like she, she doesn't want anything bad to happen to Charlie, and she thinks not. that if they settle down in one spot, Logan, Logan's people are going to find him. Which I don't understand why that's even a problem because Logan's not going to kill them. Well, obviously, Whatever. June doesn't give a shit about Charlie because they didn't even know she wasn't with the convoy. Well, there you go. That that too. That's I a mean, good point. Right. I mean, I the whole Logan thing doesn't make any sense to me because you know what? If they really wanted to find out, just grab one of the people in the group. Yeah. And get it out of them. It's so I passive. Mean, it, it's, it is. I mean, it's just like, it, it's kind of like the vultures who are just kind of yeah. sitting there waiting for them to yeah. fall apart. Um, you know, that doesn't work. Right. I was kind of thinking it was more like Pepe Le Pew. What? No. Where it, no. Like he, kept, he keeps catching up to them, but he doesn't actually do anything to them once he gets there. Right. But, you know, <laughs> it does It does get me to the one the one part of the show that I thought was just absolutely the stupidest shit I've ever seen. No, it wasn't the stupidest shit I've ever seen. I've seen a lot stupider on this show. But the ladders. Really? Oh, oh yeah, the God. ladders to escape? Really? You can stand on the hood of a car and the zombies can't get to you? Yeah. Really? When did I mean, because they're, they're like, they're like fangirls. I kind of like it. arms in the air. Oh, my God. Did, did, Kim, <laughs> did you see that overhead shot where they're on the ladder and all the walkers are on one side of the car? Yes. Away from them? Not one of them was on the side that they're on? Now, I... Walkers aren't smart. I said... Or skin bags, whatever we want to call them. When we were watching (laughs) it, I was like, you mean to tell me that those walkers are not going up to the ladders and trying to knock them off? And then at the very last one... The walkers did the exact, that exact same thing. Well, no, no, the the fence collapsed. 
the fence collapsed. It wasn't no, the but a walker tried to grab June's or somebody's leg, and they knocked him oh, off they balance. Uh, I thought he just fell on his own. You're talking no. about John. John. Yeah, when he fell on the and yeah, none, yeah, none on of the them ladder. grab him or anything. But yeah, right. they're standing there and they're not grabbing their legs or anything. And then they start shooting just random ones. They're like, oh. <laughs> That's oh, that one's... But they weren't getting close to him. They are just, I like, still, picking... I think like, I would have done that, just standing there being pissed off and start <laughs> shooting them. <laughs> there was a old SN... Uh, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It was a uh, Kids in the Hall sketch. Oh, yeah. Where um, they're running away from zombies, and the zombies are like, uh... And <laughs> no one can he- actually see what I'm doing, because <laughs> we're doing audio right now. It's a very passive zombie. So I'll have to, ex- I'll have to explain a little bit. But they're just putting their hands and barely touching. Like they're like, uh, <laughs> And the people run away and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, we gotta get away, we gotta get away. And they're like, uh, <laughs> That's what it was like. That's exactly what it was like. I so want, I I so you guys want to get that him. on, I want to I get know. that on video and Too put bad it on we don't our do website. YouTube. <laughs> but like the zombies are wearing like captain's hats and like stuff like where that has like, Nothing to do with where these people even are. They're like in the middle of Canada. <laughs> were they like the Were they like the village people zombies? Yeah, they pretty much were. I mean, okay, so <laughs> I think <laughs> I thought the ladders were a cool little gimmick. Oh man! As a means of escape, I'm not no, quite sure the, why Charlie and the rabbi weren't doing no, anything to help. The worst part is like, I mean. Those ladders are not going to stay still on top of a metal roof of a car. I Like, know. they're going to slide all over the damn place. There's no way they would stay that slow. And, like, when they put it on top of the fence and there was, like, two mm. inches of the ladder yeah, over yeah. the top of the fence, I was like, yeah, that's a good I, idea. No, what got me is when John Dorian's standing on the hood it's of a Dorian. car. <laughs> oh, John Dory, it's, excuse me. John DeLorean. John, John DeLorean, <laughs> when he was standing on the hood yeah. of a car. And and zombies are up to like mid thigh on the guy, yeah. And they're not grabbing him, you know. Yeah, and he's exactly. moving the ladder around and so forth. I'm just that's, kinda, what, that's what I said. Uh, it's just like hands waving in the air. They're exactly. like, I, I still do like I need it. to go through that that sketch again? No, okay. okay. No, please don't. No. I still liked it. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> that's got to be our close tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that note. Yeah, you guys want to take a break mm. for a minute? And yeah, Kim, yeah, Kim when we come a, back, yeah. Kim needs a bib. She yes, just spilled her beer yeah, uh, all over herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll come back in a minute, do our hits and misses, <laughs> and Kim will be cleaned up, and yep. we'll move on. See you in a minute. You're still alive, and so am I. The world belongs to us now, except for those who lost their minds. They're still out there. But so what? I haven't seen them in a while. Don't lose hope. Just give me one more smile. Cause I'm still here. All right. So we're back. Um, Kim, you want to lead us out with the hits? Uh, yeah, mine is a zombie hit. Oh. Literally. Mm-hmm. When the convoy of trucks hits the zombie that's in the field, and they just keep hitting him over and oh, over again. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, like and they it's kept just running over smushed him. <laughs> into that a was bloody good. pulp. Yep, I like that. that I don't know cool. why, but I like that one. It was it was pretty gruesome. Mm-hmm. That's why you liked it. Yes, I like the gruesome stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Next. Who wants Stu, to what was your hit? Um, my hit was the uh, aerial of them when they they and set up the circling the wagons. Yes, I, I like thought that, that too. was uh, that was I thought that was very cool. And how fast yeah. they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they yeah, like had that like down. Yeah. So they forth. had their system yeah. set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was, that was pretty it. cool. That was pretty cool. But then they had to run off and leave all the tents. They must I have know. a lot of tents to be able to just leave them behind. It was like a, a festival, like a like mm-hmm. Burning Man or something, and everybody's like, fuck it. We're yeah. just going to leave everything here. We're all about nature, but we're just going to leave a bunch of fucking trash after yeah. we leave. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, my hits, I pretty much already talked about, Sarah and Dwight and the rabbi. Um, I I like those characters in this episode. All, I thought they were really good. It sounds like a joke. <laughs> Yes. Sarah, Dwight, and the rabbi walk into yeah. the bar. <laughs> Let me tell you about the, the one with Sarah, Dwight, and the rabbi and what the rabbit saw. <laughs> and then tell me about Sarah, Dwight, the rabbit, and what the rabbi saw. <laughs> My miss? Uh, yeah, you know what? There's a lot. Um, but I'm just going to pick one, and that is June. Just irritating June. Mm-hmm. We've already what? talked about all that. Yes. Yeah. Stu? Um. Yeah, we've talked about miss the, the miss. I think that I haven't really talked about much is um, is Charlie. What about mm. her? The fact that she's taking off in order to find some sort of um, stability. Uh. She's taking off from everything that she has that has any stability. In fact, the safety. Mm-hmm. Um, to just randomly go somewhere and sleep in a car. Yeah. With with no. Safety whatsoever? With no real explanation either. Yeah, no explanation. Right. No plan. Which, yeah. I mean, isn't isn't not quite unlike her character to go off and do her own thing, but right. it definitely isn't right. like, it, it doesn't necessarily, I don't know, it doesn't seem plausible that that's because she's taking off because she's finding a place to, to have a Unless stable Unless she just had gotten super bored. Possibly. On the road all the time. And... Yeah. and you know, this is a girl that we know has survived on her own for a while, too. She did mm-hmm. a long time before she ran into um, the uh, the vultures. Yeah. She's one of those. She's kind of like, uh, what's her name on the on the Walking Dead? Enid. Enid. Yeah. Head on a spike, Enid. Mm, yeah. um, who just kind of would just disappear into the woods and do her own thing sometimes. That's right. true. Yeah. I think Charlie was eating a turtle. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I, I, but I don't disagree with you. I mean, it didn't seem to be uh, not a, not the best side story. But they had to have something to get him to find the rabbi. Yes. <clears throat> so I got him there. Um, I, I second to your miss, Kim. I, June was my miss in this episode. Okay. Um, I don't buy her as a leader. And um, I'm kind of tired of her whininess, you know. Did so. we see Morgan at all in this episode? No. Oh, interesting. No, thank God. Oh, that's right, because they're missing, right? Like, they haven't been in touch. Yeah, but they're going to find them. Of course they are. Because they're a mm-hmm. moving target, so they should definitely right. find them. Right. Yeah, we'll and find Texas them Texas is episode. pretty small. They're going yeah, to we'll find, find them a lot episode. faster than uh, than Logan. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, who, yes. I guess, just found them. Yeah, I guess we're still, like, in a four-mile radius. <laughs> Well, they're not going. Oh, well, I mean, that's the thing. They're not going. They've they've got a fixed pivot point that they're going around, which is this this yeah. oil so bunker, why, the quarry. So why the caravan? I uh, I don't know. The caravan's just revolving around the quarry. 
Yeah. When you also got to think that at this point, when there's not a lot of living stuff, it's probably pretty easy to understand when a car has gone by on the roads. <laughs> yeah. You know, like especially a whole caravan of cars. Yes. Um, yes. So I'm sorry, convoy. Got to use the right terminology here. Yeah, um, and I mean, if you get into the world as it is right now, it gets pretty quiet. You're going to mm-hmm. hear that convoy a oh, long yeah. way away. Yes. True. Good point. Very good point. Especially when the SWAT vehicle's there. Yeah. So it'd probably be better to go to the secret place that no one knows about mm-hmm. and not move. Right. Mm-hmm. But hey. or, or go to another place that isn't the secret place and set up shop and make them think that's like a, the secret Like a decoy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Right. Like, not move around? What is that getting you? More um, people. Keeps you busy, I guess. It's boring. It's boring. Well, I mean, there. even, but yeah, but they're still separating from the convoy to go get other people. I know. It's not like the convoy's getting other people. I don't know. Anyway. These are questions we'll probably never have. At answered. some point, I think we need to have Scott sing the convoy song. Yep. I will be on that next episode. I will do that next episode. I'll have prepare. you included that in one Sweet. of our episodes yet? Not yet. It'll, it's happening now. It's happening. It's on. All right. Um, oh, no, I did. Two episodes ago. You did? Yeah, we did. Gone we did. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. All right, never mind. I don't need to sing it then. All right. David Valentine wrote in, and this one is a pretty interesting conversation with him because he's Jewish, and so he um, let could us re- in. What? Yeah, he could relate really well to the storyline. Yeah, he let us in on a lot of what was going on with the rabbi, and we all thought that this was pretty important to discuss. So um, we're going to read what he wrote. It's a pretty long one, and I think I might post it on the Facebook page so that the Facebook people can see it, because the Twitter people are the ones who saw it first. But um, and apparently he got a lot of likes, right? Yes, he mm-hmm. did. And we're, and we're re- very interested to see how Kim handles the Yiddish. I'm going to destroy it. (laughs) Okay. Here goes nothing. Sorry, David. All right. So we meet the rabbi as he is performing Havdalah, which is the ceremony to close the Shabbat, which is Sabbath, right? Yes. All right. This is done at sundown on Saturday night. The name of the synagogue temple, not going to be able to say this word. (laughs) Baby. 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 Yisrael. Or the children of Israel yeah, there you go. tells us that the congregation <laughs> was affiliated with the reform movement. Interesting, because I didn't know there was a reform movement in the Jewish faith. Seriously? I did really? not. You okay. did not know that. I okay. did not. I mean, I guess there's a reform movement in just about every faith, but okay. you know, whatever. Anyway. All right. This takes a liberal obs- observant of traditions. Yet the rabbi observes rituals in a very conservative, orthodox way, as if compensating for something. Hmm. What could very that good. be? Well, yeah, very good he's, observation. He, he's very strict uh, with the rituals. Mm-hmm. But is he strict because of his congregants? He's overcompensating. Huh. Yeah. Overcompensating, overcompensating for his guilt? Yes, absolutely. All right. Interesting. Absolutely. All right. The light above the Torah Ark, or the Nur Tamid, I hope mm-hmm. I'm saying that right, has a lot of symbolism. His Shekinah, or a divine presence, a lighthouse in the dark, is a reminder of his word. When the rabbi refers to God as Hashim, it's because Jews fear disrespecting God's name. So he is called Adonai, Adonai, something like that, Adonai. or Lord, or the name Hashim. 
The prayer the rabbi says over his zombified congregants is called Kaddish. It is recited at funerals, death anniversaries, Yom Kippur services for those who died that year. Hmm. The most interesting thing about it all is that he is in perpetual sitting Shiva. Shiva? Shiva. 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 The word Shiva comes from the Hebrew word for seven. After a person dies, the family mourns for seven days and is to sit in an uncomfortable chair, usually a wooden stool. But in the rabbi's case, he does this every day as he recites the prayers out of the Torah or the first five books of the Bible and Mosaic Law. They have to do with the mourning cycle. I hope I did not bore you. No, you did not bore us. This no, was very fascinating. It was fascinating. Very fascinating. Because I do not know any of this. Yeah, because we're Catholic. Know, we're the exact opposite of you. Kim is, yeah, Kim is Catholic, but you also grew up around a lot of Baptists, Baptist, too. Southern Baptists. Yeah, so um, yeah, there's like all this interlacing, these layers of uh, tradition that in there that you really don't yet, yeah, I mean, you don't know about. And um, the the interesting thing also is that growing up Catholic, um, mm-hmm. just as in uh, Judaism, uh, there's a lot of guilt mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of self pain. Yes. Right. Yes. We wear mm-hmm. hair shirts generally. I did. Yes. I did enjoy that he referred to God as she all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's I did not I even was... notice that. Yeah, you did, did not really. I did not notice. He that. said, "Oh, well, she she brought us together." Or, uh, yeah, maybe she had a message for you. Are you sure it wasn't Shiva? No, she. I oh, think he's sitting it was. Shiva. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he, even he did. Went, he, he even went in, he was getting ready to. He almost seemed Hashim. like he blamed. He was, what's that? Hashim. No. Are you sure you're not confusing it with Hashim? No, no, no. He said to Shim at one point, but he was saying she, and he was getting ready to explain. Maybe. To, I don't know. Was, I might. There might be an argument right. on that one. But he was getting ready to explain to Charlie why he refers to her as she when he start he got interrupted by walkers. I, I have picked up on that too. I thought he was about to say like, mm-hmm. like was there was a reasoning behind he yeah, was, a why humorous he was saying reason, that. Yeah. like a humorous reasoning that he was saying she. Now that may be due to his liberalism. Uh-huh. You know, being being a liberal Jew, reformed Jew. And the thing about him with the with the conservatism of the ritual and all, I think that's a definitely is an overcompensation. You know, he is his guilt is making him want to be extra careful to do these rites correctly. Yeah, and yeah. he's got everything on his time, like on his watch, like yeah. set for yep. a timer when he yep. needs to do each and everything. Yeah. Um, and I think even Charlie like asks him about that. Why are you even doing this when no one else is around? And he he explains that um, ritual and tradition are the most mm-hmm. important thing, right? And I d- I doubt that based on uh, his character, I doubt that he does that all the time, or yeah. he would have done that all the time if everything had been normal, right? But he's yeah he's kind of regressed into or well regressed into that, right? That, uh, you know, not quite being so liberal, but going back to the central part of judaism in the ritual aspect yes right in the ritual aspect because he didn't have the faith but he was right. making sure the rituals were correct I, I i did like the comments when uh when he first runs upon charlie and he's like oh it looks like the uh the flame needs a new battery yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah exactly Anyway, I thought he he was a great character, and and, uh, and I'm glad. I'm assuming he's still around for a little while. Well, he joined up with the convoy. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so this is where Scott sings the convoy song. Oh, yes. Um, no. Uh, okay. What's what's on tap for next week, Scott? What is on tap for next week? Uh, next week on Fear the Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 13, Leave What You Don't Want. Logan's motives are revealed. Sarah, Dwight, and Luciana negotiate for the sake of the mission. Strand and Alicia race to the aid of the new survivor in a, in a familiar place. A dangerous threat emerges. Dun, dun, dun. You think it's the Red Skull? Could it be the Red Skull? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, do we see anything about Doctor uh, Strand, Strand and them in the um, preview? No. To, to get an indication of what they're talking about with the this new survivor? No. Not that I know of. Yeah, I gotta give you a big, uh... Okay. Yeah. So we don't know. We have no idea. No. No. Okay. Let's, let's awesome. be surprised. Love our surprises. Sounds like you got jingle bells going on there. Bacon! Yeah. They found their way down into the basement. Yes. Rogue, open the door. <laughs> so you have visitors. All right. On that note, I think we need to wrap it up. Yes! <laughs> As, As Stu gets mauled... All right. Well, if you guys would like to write to us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.